Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. So I was going to just jump right into the Sunflower Showdown. I really was. But uh, I, I want to go back to Saturday because I had some good news from Saturday. <laughs> the Kansas Jayhawks defeated the Iowa State Cyclones 62-60. A very close game, back-and-forth battle. Uh, the Jayhawks were celebrating their 125th anniversary of basketball, celebrating that with some alumni, some coaching alums as well. A lot of history in Allen Fieldhouse in that building and on that day specifically. So very cool event that happened in Allen Fieldhouse, Lawrence, Kansas, last Saturday when Kansas took on Iowa State and ended up winning 62-60. to Grady Dick led the way with 21 points. Uh, just a really fun back-and-forth battle with the Cyclones. And uh, after that win on Saturday... K.J. Adams was announced the Big 12 Player of the Week. Another big game from him. And KU continued to maintain their number two status in the nation. So number two in the rankings in the latest AP poll. They were number one in the Cats Power Rankings this past week. And just a good weekend and past couple of weeks for the Jayhawks, really. And then it was time for the Sunflower Showdown. And by now, if you're a KU fan, you already know what happened. So I'll just kind of go over it again. <sighs> it was unfortunate. It was sad. Uh, the Kansas State Wildcats upset the Kansas Jayhawks 83-82 on Tuesday night in Manhattan, Kansas. A huge win for the Wildcats. Of course, the Jayhawks were hoping to get the win. But uh, for Kansas State... This was like their Super Bowl. The Jayhawks are coming off a national championship, a uh, Big 12 title, everything like that. The Kansas State Wildcats, if they can beat Kansas in their season, that's like winning a championship to them. And that's not that's not a slight on Kansas State at all. Maybe it's a little slight. But it's a huge win for Kansas State to beat the number two team in the nation. Yes, Kansas State ranked number 11 this past week. They did lose on Saturday to TCU. Um, but it, it's like, okay, yes, Kansas State now has cemented themselves as a top 15 team with the win over Kansas. They've cemented themselves as a Big 12 title contender this year under first-year ho- uh, head coach Jerome Tang. And... It's a solid season for Kansas State. I'm I'm not taking anything away from Kansas State, but it is like their Super Bowl. They beat Kansas. They rush the court. They jump around. They start chanting FKU. Their coach gets mad about that now. Their new head coach, Jerome Tang, absolutely hates the FKU chant. He wants them to focus more on their program rather than focusing on the Kansas program, which that makes a lot of sense. I like that Jerome Tang's doing that. Uh, I think that this is going to help the rivalry in the long run. But, uh, yeah, this was the Super Bowl for Kansas State to get this win at home by one point over the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, And for Kansas... They're hoping this is just a little bump in the road 
in another Big 12 title run quest. Uh, just a little bump in the road as they're trying to get their f- program's first ever back-to-back national championships. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you look at it, yeah, you're sad. They they lost to Kansas State, 83-82. You're bummed out as a Kansas fan. You look at all the different scenarios where they could have won that game last night despite a bunch of things. Yes, the refs were terrible on both sides of the ball. I'm not going to say the refs were anti-Kansas on the road last night in Manhattan. I know a lot of Kansas State fans, uh, even uh, a couple who were texting me during the game saying, man, these refs are horrible. KU's fouling every time down and they're not calling it. Well, there was <laughs> there was a lot of fouls called on both sides. So I'm not going to say that these refs were pro-KU or pro-Kansas State. Um, but it's just... it. It's just funny how uh, both fan bases look at this. Kansas State was looking at it like, all right, we need to get this win to validate ourselves. For Kansas, it was, can we get this win to stay in the top two? Uh, Can we stay as the undefeated Big 12 team, the only one left? But, like I said, for Kansas, their first loss in Big 12 play, Kansas State, Kansas, and Iowa State, who beat Texas on Tuesday night as well, are all tied for first place right now with five and one records in the Big 12. So we got a three-way tie for first place in the Big 12 right now. And it was a good Sunflower Showdown. Let's just dive into the game a little bit. So going into this one, we knew both Kansas and Kansas State undefeated in one possession games this year. Uh, Kansas State continues their streak on that. KU now, unfortunately, has a loss on the season in a one-possession game. They've been playing a lot of close games, just like they have all year long. Kansas gets out to a slow start. Sometimes uh, the Jayhawks, it's something that the Jayhawks have dealt with all season long. They they get out to a slow start, just like against Oklahoma State, their first game in the conference. They're down 45-30 at halftime. They get down to Oklahoma by 10 points, even in the second half. They come back and win that one. This one, they get down... At one point in the first half, Kansas State was winning 33-19. to Kansas was down by 10 quite a bit throughout the first half. But they clawed their way back. They got fought back into it. Uh, they cut the Wildcat lead to 44-39 at halftime. And then the second half was a back-and-forth battle between both teams. Kansas jumped out to a little bit of a lead. Kansas State comes back, ties it up, takes the lead. Back and forth they go. There was a few lead changes there at the end. But then we figured out what Kansas and what the Kansas Jayhawks kryptonite is this year for this basketball team specifically. And that is, I said it earlier in the season when they lost to Tennessee, I said this might come back and bite them sometime, and it did, against the Kansas State Wildcats in Manhattan. The kryptonite for this Kansas basketball team is foul trouble. Before we continue on the uh, Jayhawker Talker with Mark Van Sickle, I'm Pete Mundo, owner of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And hey, Kansas, NFL playoff action's underway. The Chiefs, of course, are playing this weekend. And you want to get on board with our friends at DraftKings. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 bucks in free bets instantly. That's right. All new customers get $200 in free bets with our friends at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner 
of the NFL. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. You can't be that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code HCS, Heartland College Sports, HCS. And new customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round. Get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with our promo code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you can get the starting five in foul trouble, the Kansas Jayhawks might have a tough time beating you. And whether it be like against Tennessee, Dewan Harris got in foul trouble. He had to sit on the bench for quite a while in the second half of that game. I think he picked up his fourth foul with 14 minutes left in the game in that Tennessee game. Uh, Dewan Harris was all right last night. He did have to leave the game early because he got fouled and hit the deck hard, hit his face on the floor coming down from about 10 feet up in the air. So I think they were checking him for a concussion. I, it seems like he must have passed it. He came back in the game and played after missing just a couple of minutes of game time. But uh, that was a scary moment for KU when Dewan Harris hit the ground. But um, he, Kevin McCullough Jr., K.J. Adams, and Grady Dick – all fouled out in this game. It started out with Kevin McCullough Jr. He wasn't having a good game. He was he was really having an awful game. He was it was his worst game as a Jayhawk. He was 0 for 2 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, 0 for 2 from the free throw line. So he ended the game with zero points. He did have seven rebounds. Um he had a few assists as well. But he was a net negative. McCullough was having a bad game. Uh he has had some up and down games for the Jayhawks. But down the stretch of the game, when they didn't have McCullough down the stretch in regulation, when they didn't have him in overtime, McCullough is one of those guys that can give you a spark on defense, that he he can make a steal, he can get you a big rebound on the defensive side, uh, he can get you a blocked shot. McCullough is just one of those energy guys that uh, plays good defense and that can help you out. They didn't have that going down the stretch. They missed him in that capacity for sure. He can, He's one of those guys that can get you a steal, a fast break point. And they didn't have that down the stretch. So, um, looks like, yeah, it was it was a tough one for McCuller. But uh, they they were missing him down the stretch despite having a bad game offensively. Uh, their, the loss of K.J. Adams uh, toward the end of the game uh, fouled out before overtime. That was a big loss. You could see it. Uh, Zach Clements came into the game. Zuby Ejifer was also in the game. They were kind of splitting time for Adams when he was either sitting on the bench with foul trouble in the first half or throughout the second half before he even fouled out. Uh, It was one of the lower-minute games for K.J. Adams just because he was in foul trouble. So it's it's one of those things, you know, you don't want to go to a game thinking that you could have foul trouble, but when you lose Kevin McCuller Jr., uh, you have some guards that can come off the bench and play well. Uh, you do, but when you lose a guy like KJ Adams, who's been a very noticeable difference maker for the Jayhawks this season, you go to guys like Clements and Ejifer, and they just don't have the experience. They don't have, uh, maybe the confidence, maybe Bill Self needs to put him into games in the first half a little bit more just to get him more involved earlier in the game because, Clements lost a ball in down in the paint when KU could have gone up by two. It was a tie game at 
during this possession. He wasn't able to handle the ball properly, got the ball stolen away from him. K-State got a uh, fast break, two points to give them the lead in regulation. That was uh, just a bad possession, but I'm not going to put that on all on Clements, but it's just one of those things that if K.J. Adams was in the game, he would not have lost the ball like that. So that's just one one uh, thought I had on that. Ezrafer came in the game. Uh, actually, it was earlier in the second half when... Uh, who was it? Oh, it was uh, Dewan Harris. When Dewan Harris got hurt for that couple of minutes in the game, when he came tumbling down, falling down after he got... Uh, hit on a on a layup attempt. Kansas State got to choose who shot the free throws because uh, Dewan Harris couldn't come back in the game. They were checking him for a concussion, I believe, and so they picked Ezrafer to shoot the free throws for Dewan Harris. Dewan Harris's money from the free throw line, he probably would have made both of them. Uh, but there was that time where he had to shoot two free throws randomly when he wasn't even fouled. He made one, missed the other. KU loses by one point. That's a big swing right there. It could have gone into another overtime if you think about it like that. But whenever you're in a close game, every point matters. And you could see that um, when Adams is out of the game. You could see it when McCuller was out of the game. Uh, but then you also had, going into overtime, Grady Dick who picked up a fourth foul right before overtime. And then going into overtime, he only had one left. So he actually got called for a foul that didn't look like a foul. Uh, They were showing the replay over and over again. It didn't look like he committed the foul, but he got fouled out with over three minutes left in overtime. Grady Dick was having a bit of an off shooting night. He was one for eight from three point range, four for 13 from the field. Uh, he was 7 of 8 from the free throw line, which was big for the Jayhawks uh, to keep him in the game. But in the final minutes of overtime, they were missing Dick. They really were. Uh, defensively, he had, a, he had a really big game defensively. Four steals, two block shots, seven rebounds, all defensive rebounds. Uh, Dick was getting after it. He really was. And when you miss Dick in overtime, when they, when they send Dick to the bench... You're missing some things that you have with the freshman phenom. You've got defensively, when Dick is out there, he plays long. He has the ability to cover multiple positions on the court. And offensively, Dick gives the Jayhawks an immediate threat to penetrate from any position on the court. And he has that sharpshooter mentality where he can pull up at any time. He can hit a three Right in your face. He has one of the uh, quickest releases in college basketball. And that frustrates opponents. And in the final three minutes of a close game when it's going back and forth, it's either tied, KU's up by one, KU's up by two. K-State finally took the lead with less than 15 seconds left in the game. But in a game like that, if you have a guy like Grady Dick on the court, I think you win that game in the final three minutes. You don't have to rely on every possession trying to get it to... Jalen Wilson, who was overworked but had a heck of a game. So when Grady Dick fouled out, the Wildcats caught a break there. It was unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, Dewan Harris didn't get into foul trouble. He played uh, pretty much every minute after he came back into the game, after he missed a few minutes 
due to that fall earlier in the game. But, man, it was the Jalen Wilson show. Jalen Wilson finished the game with 38 points, career high, was leading the Jayhawks down the stretch when they had guys in foul trouble, when DeWan Harris was out with the injury. And, unfortunately, the biggest unfortunate thing of the night, it was a rare in-game blunder by head coach Bill Self. Bill Self is a Hall of Famer. He's uh, one of the best coaches in college basketball, maybe the best coach in college basketball right now. And he made one of the biggest in-game mistakes I've ever seen him make. He called a timeout with the shot clock running down. Maybe you wouldn't think that's a big deal. But Jalen Wilson, who had 38 points on the day, had the ball in his hands. 45 seconds left in the game. Shot clock running down. There was like five seconds left still on the shot clock. Wilson pulls up to shoot a long-range three. And Self calls a timeout right before Wilson could release the shot. And the ref granted the timeout. Wilson finishes his follow-through. The ball goes into the hoop. At that point, the score was 82-81. Kansas was in the lead. If Bill Self had not called the timeout, if Jalen Wilson did what he was doing, he was just going with the flow of the game, he had no clue Bill Self was about to call a timeout. In his head, he knew there was just a few seconds left on the shot clock. He knew he was going to take that three-point shot. If Bill Self doesn't call the timeout, if it plays out exactly how it did, which was Jalen Wilson setting up for a three-point shot, Kansas takes the lead 85-81 with about 40 seconds left in the game. They would have won the game. If, if, if Bill Self hadn't called timeout and if... Jalen Wilson makes the shot, and there's no timeout called. He did make the shot, so it would have been 85-81 if Self had not called the timeout. Then Kansas wins the game, game over. That's that's basically that. So Bill Self in this game cost the Kansas Jayhawks a win. Took away a 40-point game from Jalen Wilson. Again, I'm not going to harp on Bill Self very often because he's a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best in college basketball over the last 15, 20 years. But... That was absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, it was a frustration. <laughs> Every fan was yelling at their TV at that point. KU could have been ahead 85-81 with just 40 seconds left in the game. But unfortunately for the Jayhawks, they called the timeout. They only had five seconds left on the play clock, uh, on the shot clock. And they didn't get a good shot off on that possession. K-State goes down, calls timeout. Has a good play call out of their timeout. Gets an alley-oop dunk to go ahead 80, uh, 83-82. Yes, that was the final shot of the game. So Kent State came out of their timeout, had a good play call, did an alley-oop dunk, took the lead 83-82. There was about 12 seconds left in the game. KU comes up, doesn't really have a good play call. Uh, dribbles around, DeWan Harris dribbles around, tries to get to the whole... Uh, fumbles the ball. Uh, looked like it might have gone out of bounds off Kansas State, but it is what it is. Uh, clock ended, game ended. Kansas State wins 83-82. So now we've got a three-way tie for the Big 12 Conference right now. Kansas, Kansas State, and Iowa State, all 5-1 and one on the season. 
fantastic Sunflower Showdown. I wish that it would have gone the other way. I wish Kansas would have won the game and still been undefeated in conference play, sitting alone at the top of the Big 12 standings. But Kansas State fought hard. They won the game in overtime. Kansas, we see that their kryptonite now is they don't have a deep bench. I Like I said before, I've, I mentioned it after the Tennessee loss. They're going to have trouble if they have to dive into their bench more than they need to. And last night they needed to because they had three guys foul out. And that's just the facts. That's how it is. So moving forward, Kansas just needs to be careful with their foul trouble. They need to get some of their other guys off the bench maybe a little bit earlier in the first half to get them into the mix, get them into the game. But not not a terrible showing considering everything that was going on in that game on the road against a top 15 team. I'm not worried about Kansas after that game. I think they're going to be just fine. I still think they're going to win the Big 12. I think they're going to be a Final Four team. And I think they're going to compete for another national championship. So we'll see what happens from here on out. Uh, KU will return home to play in Lawrence, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. They're playing TCU. Another top 15 team, TCU number 14 in the nation right now. So that should be another great game. you got to get back in the win column this Saturday against TCU. If you get another uh, home win against a really good conference opponent like TCU, you're right back in it. You're still probably going to be a top three team next week, and you're going to be uh, continuing to roll throughout conference play. So I'm still excited about KU and what they can do with this season. One loss to Kansas State isn't going to ruin that. It was a little bit of a bummer, but that's all right. We're going to bounce back from it and uh, see a nice win on Saturday against TCU. Really quickly, wanted to mention the Kansas football program. They picked up another couple transfers this past week. They've got uh, – Demarius McGee, a cornerback from LSU, and Patrick Joyner Jr., a defensive end from Utah State, previously played at uh, Miami as well. Uh, But this is uh, just KU's been picking up transfers. Just like last offseason, they picked up a ton of transfers. Lance Leipold diving into the transfer portal, and that's where he's really going to make a difference in this defense that struggled at times last year. I think KU offense in football is going to be just fine. Their defense did need to have some work done. So picking up a cornerback from LSU, a a defensive end from Utah State who also played at Miami before that, the uh, defensive end, uh, Patrick Joyner Jr., 6'3", 245-pound defensive end, played three seasons at Miami before going to Utah State, still has one more season of eligibility left. And then you've also got uh, Demarius McGee, the cornerback from LSU, who had offers from Alabama, Georgia, several others as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool to see these guys uh, coming to KU out of the transfer portal. And I think that KU is going to be just fine next year. Like I've said before, six-win season this year. I think they can jump it up next year to get eight or nine wins. Uh, if they can keep making moves like this, diving into the transfer portal, and making key contributions there. So, again, want to talk a little football during this offseason. Always going to be talking about basketball. If there's any cool baseball news, I'll bring that up as well. So we'll keep talking about the Jayhawks and their programs as we see fit here at the Jayhawker Talker podcast. That about does it for today's episode. You can get me, you can get at me over on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker or at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation going over there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports 
Podcast Network. Go ahead and subscribe and download this podcast. Share it with a friend. Give it a five-star rating. That always helps us as well. You can check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. I talked about how KU's kryptonite is being in foul trouble, so I did a little bit of a deep dive into that. Um, And as always, keep sharing this with a friend. If you see a friend that likes KU, let them know about the Jayhawker Talker podcast. If you have a handful of friends, let all of them know about the Jayhawker Talker podcast as well. Let them know they can download, subscribe, and give it a five-star rating. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.